Hello and welcome to this glorious mess. Mama Mia's podcast for parents who know that cooking for kids sounds a lot like throwing things in the garbage disposal. That is so true. The food waste in my house, especially right now in this war on waste moment, is driving me nutty. How is your vegan going? Oh, she's the least of my worries. (laughs) At least she eats all her vegetarian food. Right. She still is vegetarian. And Billy? Billy. He barely eats a thing. Throw away a lot of his food. Anyway, I digress. How's the dog? Does the dog eat the food? (laughs) Sorry. The dog is still imaginary, Andrew. Shush. Every day Matilda wakes up and says, is today the day I get a puppy? And every day I have to say, no, babe, it's not today. If you're wondering who this heartless witch is, (laughs) I'm Holly Wainwright. I am a mother of two little people and I am joined by... Yeah, I'm Andrew Dado and I'm the father of three with one missing. Travelling overseas. Oh, it's terrible. There's a growing trend of parents punishing their children for their indiscretions by shaming them online. Could posting a humiliating video of your child to YouTube ever be considered good parenting? I don't think so. (laughs) Plus, if you've missed one or more of your child's significant milestones, like their first steps or their first words, you're definitely not alone. But first... If when you were a kid, the best part of any birthday party you went to was stuffing your face full of lollies, you'd know that not much has changed really. Most kids go to birthday parties now and they want lollies. Yeah. But we're living in a much more sugar-aware time. And now a lot of parents are pushing back against that. And not only parents, Sky Zone, which is an indoor trampoline park in Sydney that hosts a million birthday parties. I have been to many has now launched a sugar-free kids' party to play to that part of the market who is worried about diets and sugar. Is this genius or is it massive wowserism, Andrew? Well, yeah, what they've done is they've said they've got a new sugar-free menu that includes, inverted commas, delicious dishes such as gluten-free stone-baked pizza with uh, a rich passata sauce, baby bocconcini, charred capsicum and pink sea salt with (laughs) shaved rainbow vegetable chips and local seasonal fruit kebabs. With raw honey drizzle, raw honey drizzle, honey otherwise known as sugar. But okay, it's but anyway, healthy sugar. Oh my god, my kids! If they went to a party and there was shaved rainbow vegetable chips, they would just turn the table over. If I went to a friend's place and they said, "Listen, here's what we're having for dinner," and they said it was that, I would think they were just utter wankers, <laughs> right? No, like they're proper hardcore. You just go seriously. That sounds fancy, but what it really is is pizza. Chips and fruit. That's what it really is. So that's pretty good. Like, my kids would probably eat most of that. And the menu, what are the... You said there's chips. Shaved rainbow vegetable chips. That's what they are. I read it. I didn't understand it. (laughs) That's because you're not fancy enough for this demographic. Wow. That's their kind of alternative healthy menu because they would have had lots of parents, like lots of parents I know in the eastern suburbs of Sydney, saying, I don't want my kids to eat rubbish at birthday parties. Now, people like me would argue, well, you know, this is treat food and surely this isn't what they eat every day. But then other parents would say, but it seems like there is a bloody birthday party every weekend. Yeah, but we have friends who live in sugar-free households. And once the parents are out of the room, they go bananas on the sugar. So they're still doing it, but they're just not doing it in front of the parents. It's interesting because sugar has become the absolute devil and it's become a bit of a bugbear at things like birthday parties, which I think is exactly what Sky Zone are reacting to. I go to lots of kids' birthday parties, of course, and some parents, you can see them visibly cringe if there's a bowl of lollies on the table or if there's lolly bags going home. 
I know for my kids, we're not particularly fussy about sugar. I feel like I have other battles to fight. So if we go out for tea with other families, I'll often order my kids an ice cream to finish the meal because it's a treat. And my friends will get really upset with me. Well, not upset with me, but they'll often go, can we leave before you order the ice cream? Because otherwise my kids will want ice cream too. You know, it's a treat and it's an ice (laughs) cream. It's not the end of the world. I I hope you say. Okay, listen, the the Johnsons are going. Uh, Before we order the ice cream, kids. Oh, no, you can't have your ice cream until the Johnsons have left because they don't want their kids to miss out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, my friends who do this are obviously very good and they often just say, no, no, you, my little Bobby will understand if Matilda's sitting there eating yeah. an ice cream sundae. Each to their own, obviously, but it seems, I mean, there was a big thing in the paper today about there's too much wowserism, you know, there's too much banning things, too many red lines through on signs and, you know, like, okay, no walking on the right-hand side. I mean, come on, geez. I think that they're responding to a need from their demographic. Yeah. So it's probably smart for them. Yeah. But is it a little bit sad to see the back of the sugar high? Mm. Yeah, so no sugar high when you're snapping your bones (laughs) when you fall off a trampoline. Every week on this glorious mess, Holly and I tell you about our biggest parenting nails and fails of the week. Believe it or not, we're getting a little bit sick of the sound of our own voices and we want to hear yours. Maybe you forgot to do the washing and had to send your kids to school with no undies. Failed it. Or maybe you got the kids to school on time and just want a little pat on the back. You nailed it. Either way, call us on 02 9386 and share your nail and fail with us so that we can play it on our show. Serena Williams. You may have heard of her. Have you heard of her? <laughs> tennis oh, legend, hang on, hang on. I mean, the greatest tennis great... player ever in, in many quarters. Or say. The, the greatest female athlete on the Ooh, planet. Oh, she doesn't like it when you say that. She Why? says, what about just the greatest best athlete, athlete okay. ever? Don't Sorry. put the female in front no. of it. But anyway, Serena Williams, legend. She was recently <laughs> Speaking playing. Speaking of wowserism. <laughs> I know. I've just wowsered you. Wow. I'm like, come on now. Wowser. But yep. unlike her male counterparts, she had a baby recently. Now, I do know men have babies too, but they <sighs> don't have to physically bounce back in the same way that female athletes do. And she played her whole Wimbledon tournament, having just had, well, not just had a baby, 10 months, 11 yeah. months. She tweeted while she was doing that that she missed her baby's first steps because she was training. And she obviously was a little bit sad about it. She said, she took her first steps. I was training and I missed it. I cried. Mm. Andrew, do you think there are some milestones that parents should make a real effort to be around for? I mean, I think ideally it'd be great to be at all the milestones. It would be really brilliant to be there for the first tooth and the first walking and the first word and the first mum and the first, you know, like it would, but it's not possible. So maybe the thing is to be able to not beat yourself up because there's the flip side of it. The last time things will happen. Oh, yes. And you don't actually even know they're the last time. The last time you walk to school and hold hands and then you just realise six months later, God, that was the last time. Oh, so that's d- very emotional. Yeah, so you don't go and bash yourself up about what you missed for the first times because you don't bash yourself up for the last times either. I do know. But I think that women in particular do beat themselves up about this. But mm. it's not you can't predict when a kid's going to walk, right? So Serena Williams is obviously busy training and her yeah. kid walks. Matilda actually took her first steps in my office where I was working at the time. How good is that? That was very well-timed. Brent brought her in for a visit, and she actually walked for the first time in front of all of my co-workers. And did everyone go back to work, Holly? (laughs) 
No, everybody went, oh. Yeah, so that's, so that's a gift. The other thing is that we miss things when they're really young and that makes us feel bad, but the kids know nothing about it. And then they have moments when they actually want us to be there to see them, you know, achieve or to, to hit a four playing cricket. Mm. Oh, did you, oh, you weren't there. Or you were looking you the other it? way. You're looking the other way. You're on the. You're reading the paper. I remember Dad had, you know, he'd watch us play cricket, but he might be reading the paper or something, and you do something, and you look up, and there he is, and you know, it's stupidly gut wrenching because it, no, 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 it doesn't. As a kid, you know, you go, oh, I wish they had seen that, but they would have been there in the first place anyway. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. I understand. So there's things. So assemblies. Basically, it's, it's nice, but suck it up. Like, it, yes, of course, it would be nice if you were there for your kids' first steps. Yeah. But if you can't be because you're working, whether that's in a shop or on a tennis court, then yeah. that's life. And your kid will never know about it. No, except that you've tweeted it's a about tell them. it. Now. Yeah. Imagine your kids <laughs> going through your tweets. Oh my god, mom! Oh my, oh mom! Oh my god. The thing about Serena Williams is she basically fell out of Wimbledon in the finals, which is obviously no shame about whatsoever, right? Yeah. And she obviously felt an enormous amount of pressure to come back stronger and better after her baby. And that is an enormous mm. ask, an enormous ask. Like even just showing up and being there and being at the level she is when she had had a child and she'd had a very traumatic birth and she's been very open about that is an achievement beyond most of our wildest dreams. So to me, it's a bit sad that even with that in place, she still beats herself up for missing her kids' steps because she was training for that. And also that she's apologising to all the mums mm. for not completing the fairy tale of having a baby, going back to work, and then smashing the biggest achievement that you could. When really, you would have to be an absolute superhuman to do that, which she is. She, which, yeah. So well, She you know, came back for Roland Garros for the, Fran- for the French Open and, and got to the quarters or something and said, look, I wasn't actually ready. Yeah. So this one, she was meant to be ready. She should have she given herself... She made the herself, final and she was ready. She should have given herself a bit longer. Like No, no, you just don't win every time. No, of course. Tiger Woods didn't win the British Open because he just didn't win the British Open. What I see in that story is she shouldn't be beating herself up about mm. that. She should be celebrated to the nth degree. Yeah. But I think the thing about sport is, you know, if you don't win, there's nothing to celebrate. Well, I think what's nice about it is that she actually fronted up and said, I missed the steps and I cried. And so, and so all the other mums who have done, and dads have done the same thing, they go, oh, so it wasn't just us. Do you think, given that you can't control the universe and the milestones that you will miss, you should make as much effort as you can to opt in to be at milestones that you know you can get to, like the first school assembly or the first play or the first sports game? Yeah, I think when you can be there, you should make the effort to definitely be there. So like assemblies and not just your prime, like you will find as your kids get older, they'll achieve something at an assembly and you'll go, ugh. But to actually be there and to see them on the stage and hold their bit of paper up and go... I've done something and they look at you and you look at them. That's a massive moment that you'll all remember. Choose the ones that you can do and actually be present. Not with your head down there. Go, ta, 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 ta. Don't be on your phone. Ta, ta, ta. Don't you think? What do you think? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think you can. You have to you go to as many things as you can manage. I think, again, that can just become a stick to beat yourself with. Like, I can't, oh my God, I'm going to miss assembly because I've got a meeting. If opting out of that meeting is going to be really difficult for all the other people who are involved in that meeting, then you have to go to the meeting meeting. because there will be another school assembly. But if it's the meeting that you have every week and who cares whether you're there or not really and you just have to turn up to save face, then say to your boss, I can't be in that meeting that week because Betty's going to get an award for turning up. Yeah, but if you've got an assembly where they say your kid's going to become the school captain or the school vice captain, just make sure you're there for that. They always It's so cute when you go to, I mean, obviously my kids are at primary school, but the way that they... All the kids seek out their parents in the yeah. in the crowd, their little faces looking around. It's yeah. very cute. It's like the last day, grade six, be there for that. Yeah. You'll cry. Oh, you will cry. I will definitely oh cry. My but my friends and I, and I think that I bet there are lots of people listening who have a bit of this, a similar.
similar thing is that sometimes if it's a class assembly and I know I can't go, I'll tell one of my friends who can go and she'll make sure, well, A, to take a picture, but also to be the person who like waves yeah. and says hi well and done. makes them feel happy. Sometimes it takes a bit of a village. Yeah. Yeah. Mum, can I have 20 bucks? Holly. <laughs> yes. Holly, discipline. Ooh. Love it. So Who bad. doesn't love discipline? So bad at it. Who doesn't love their children impersonating them like this? Oh, if you don't tidy up your... Which is what my kids do. There's a new version called child shaming, right? Oh. But it's child shaming online. So when you're at the end of your tether and your kid has ignored you for the 20th time, are you tempted to do something drastic like humiliating them but on the internet? So this is like the new age version of your child wets their bed for the 30th time. So you hang their sheets out the front window so everyone can see their sheets hanging. You haven't seen that movie? No. Can't remember what it's called, but it was terrible. I'll find out. I'll Google it. (laughs) It was terrible. So this is like the new version of that. You wouldn't do it because you're a decent human being, but it is a growing trend on YouTube. There's something like 30,000 child-shaming videos from parents. They're doing things like there's a video that shows you a kid getting a PlayStation and then immediately being told that it's going straight back to the shop. Yeah. Or there are kids getting really bad haircuts. Yeah. Or there's a kid being made to walk in front of the car. Yeah, so it wasn't actually walk in front of a car. It was run in front of the car, run to school, and it was raining. And so the dad sits inside the car videoing him and gives a commentary. We've got a little ways to go. Just wanted to show everybody, give you a good little laugh. But, yeah, Thornhill household does not tolerate it. Um, If you don't do what you're supposed to, you'll get punished. And, you know... I get creative with stuff. Um, I've done all kinds of different things, but we're going to make sure that one way or another, his teachers are able to enjoy his company at school. He's not disrupting his classmates and everything else. So if you say we need gun control, people, you know, here you go. This is what we need. Parenting. Parenting, not gun control. Well, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, yeah. But so that's what's amazing is so here's this kid running in front of the car and so this is parenting. You know what? That particular example, it troubles me because he's punishing his son for bullying by bullying him. He's saying his son was a bully in class and so he is going to publicly humiliate his son Mm. because that's really what the running to school in the rain is about. Yeah, I mean, obviously, maybe he thinks there's some kind of discipline and fitness to be involved there, but really it's about you're turning up at school sweaty and wet and having had to run there. I actually don't even think it's that well thought out. I don't think he's thinking that that's why he's doing it, but that is what he's doing. What he's teaching his kid there is to be a bully. He's teaching his kid that if you're going to play up on the bus, you won't get to ride on the bus, you're going to have to run to school. In a way, that sounds reasonable, but really, it's it's, it's not. Yeah, if he doesn't video it and doesn't put it on the internet, is it an okay part of discipline? You tell me, because I struggle (laughs) so much with discipline, right? I'm no good at it. I need all the help I can get. Yeah. If we took out the public part of it, as you say, do you think that's okay? I don't. I think it's okay to say you can walk to school for a week yeah. and see how that feels because walking to school is actually a really good thing for kids to do. So if you had have said, okay, you're not riding the bus, you can walk to school or run to school for a week, see how you like that because he wouldn't because he's not with his mates, then he might stop playing up. So that might be a good option. But to video it and then like the, <laughs> the commentary, that's the unbelievable thing. It's the meanness 
they're delighting in, I mean, all of these examples, really, they're delighting in their child's misery. Parents do what they need to do to make their kids behave in certain ways. I mean, I'm certainly not a perfect parent in that way. I struggle with what do I do when my daughter talks back to me or I wouldn't have done that. Brent is always saying there's no way I would have spoken to my parents like that and all that. And we're struggling with that. But I do know that deep down I don't want to be horrible to her. Mm. And this feels that public shaming feels like it would do more harm than good. Yeah, because it's going to be there forever. So even if they go, I'll take the video down, someone still will have seen it and someone will know about it. And, oh, you're the girl who was such and such. Mm. So discipline's nearly impossible, especially when they get older. Then it becomes really nearly impossible because they remember everything. And you have those moments. And we've talked about this before where you think, oh, what have I done to my kids that they're going to come back to me and when they're 30 and go, remember when you, yes. you know, and you go, oh, you were just being a dick and, you know, <laughs> just wanted to teach you a lesson. And so... This is that way off the charts. I guess that you could argue that they are punishing their kids in a language that the kids understand. Yes. So, you know, kids live on YouTube. They understand that whole pranking culture. They understand the commentary and the sharing. You could argue that it's probably effective for that reason is that you're going to end up on YouTube with a stupid haircut if you don't, blah, blah, blah. I can see that that's quite an attractive What did threat. he do? He shaved the, kid, the top of the kid's head. So he yeah, like and a- he gave, yeah, gave them grandpa haircuts, as he called them. But the thing is, is ultimately I think you're just bullying your kid for clicks, and I don't think that that is ever good parenting. No, yeah, not good. Dad, can I please have some ice cream? No. <laughs> he says yes sometimes. Andrew, I'm very excited because you have been on holiday. I have been on holiday. It's nailed and failed time. What did you get right? What did you get wrong in all the fabulous Daddo family time that you have had? Well, the first thing to say is that holiday time is the key nail, right? To actually go somewhere else if you can. And then every single day is full of nailed and fails. Mm -hmm. Too long at breakfast, missing real life things, fail. (laughs) Head on your phone, thing I fail. So what we did, we were very lucky. We got to go overseas. It's a complicated way that we managed to do it, but we did it. Basically, you pulled it, but it's a bit of work and a bit of play. Yeah, and so we went to uh, Greece, and I think one of the great – well, the great nail was just spending time together in somewhere sort of foreign. Can I ask, is it harder for your kids to want to come on holiday with you when they're at the age that they're at now? Do you have to pull out something like Greece for them to go, okay, we're coming, because your kids are really of an age where they could stay at home? Well, Felix is, is his launching pad for his backpacking, so he's like, I'm definitely coming. Because he's got a free flight. Mm-hmm. So he's worked out he's got an extra two grand to spend of his, the money that he's worked for. The girls were like, you know, it's my dream. I'm like, you're really too young to be having Greece as a dream. <laughs> right? That's just, it's just ridiculous. It was Jackie's dream. I think if the parents, and this is from talking to lots of other parents, if you say you'll pay for them to go on holidays, they'll pretty much come. Especially something or something exotic. So we did lots of great things. But I think one of the great nails was just jumping off stuff. I saw right. some videos on social media of you jumping off yeah. stuff, Andrew Dado, like a big like kid. T- is this setting a good example for your children? Well, yes, I think it is. As I said, as I said to Jackie, come on, let's go jump off it as well. She goes, I'm not jumping. I said, look, this is the folly of youth. You have to remember the folly of youth, right? To go, you might hurt yourself. You might not hurt yourself. Like, you know, it's water. You're not going to bust anything. And that is the whole thing, the folly of you. And to do it with your kids as well. So me and the three kids have jumped. I was just oh, – we've got the picture. I've given it to Luca. He'll put it on the um, homepage. On, on, on the internet webs. And it was honestly scary as hell. Jackie jumped off something. Like, it was great. Aww. It was great. So a nail, nail in family misadventure. <laughs> no, in no, family adventure. Jumping off adventure. stuff is great. Yeah. 
I swam across a channel with Felix to this fort. There's probably, I don't know, 700 metres. He's 19. He's a very, very good swimmer. So it's getting highly agitated. Dad, what if there's sharks? And I said, there's no sharks. We're in Greece. There's, there are no sharks. No, we're not great whites and things in no, Greece. You'll be but, fine. But he got wound up about it. And anyway, we got across and then we talked to someone. They said there's nothing in there. And he was fine on the way back. So but it's it was funny. good to challenge. I had the same holiday, but in Australia. Yeah, right. <laughs> we went too far. So in our holiday, we were also very lucky. We went to the Northern Territory. I've been boring everybody on social media with my pictures of the Northern Territory. But it was a family holiday. It was amazing. You're right that going away on holiday is a great family nail. Not everybody can do it, of course. We very rarely go overseas, but we go local a lot. So funny, my nail is very similar to yours because we did quite an adventurous holiday this time with the kids. We took them on a walking trip in Kakadu and our kids are quite small, so we didn't know how they were going to go with that. But they loved it. Matilda in particular, who's eight, was just the crocodile hunter. She could do every walk. She wanted to do the long walks. She wanted to scramble over every rock, swim in every water hole that she was allowed to swim in and all of those things. But there was one day we did this amazing walk to Jim Jim Falls, which is a beautiful waterfall that mm. is allegedly safe for swimming. You scramble over allegedly, rocks. Allegedly, yeah. Well, because they have a crocodile management yeah, yeah, program yeah. in Kakadu. So there are some areas where they say, we've done our best, our darndest, to try and make sure that this area here doesn't have any of those monsters in it. There are croc traps. We patrol it all the time. It's frequently shut if they ever see a croc. Matilda would get to these water holes and be given the nod that it was okay to swim. She'd just dive straight in, no fear, swim all the way to the other side, under the waterfall, up over the rocks. She loved it. And Brent too loves all that. So they're swimming. And, and I was standing on the edge with Billy, who's scared of cold water, so he wouldn't go in it. And I was like, when I was young, when I was Felix's age, right, I would have been across and under that waterfall in seconds too. I love that kind of stuff. And I was standing on the edge going, I'm scared and it's cold and I don't know. And then I just gave myself a talking to, yeah. Andrew Daddo. I just gave just, myself a talking to. And you just put it well then about the folly of youth. I was like, remember who you are, Holly Wainwright. Get in that bloody water. And I did. And I got another middle-aged mum who was on the trip with me. And I said, we're swimming over to that waterfall. And she's like, really, are we? And I was like, yes, we bloody well are. Yeah. And we did. And so then did Billy swim across as well? No, no. Billy, oh, okay. Billy won't. Billy's so skinny, he gets very cold. Right. So he just stood on the edge, like shouting a lot. Me and the other mum, we swam all the way across. In the middle, it's very dark and cold, that water. And she got a bit anxious, just like Felix. Mm. And I was like, it's all right. Roll over on your back and look at where we are. And you're over on this amazing place with a waterfall coming in. Anyway, the nail was doing something really adventurous with the kids, taking them out of their comfort zone. We were on a tour with other people, people they didn't know. I was so anxious beforehand that they were going to muck up, that it was going to be stressful, that, da, 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 and yeah. they had a ball. Yeah, so that's interesting that you're worried about your kids' behaviour and it, the way it will affect other That's what families. I was worried about, the kids having tanties and things and these poor people who've all paid money to be on this tour as well and they're going to be like, oh, there was a six-year-old who wouldn't <laughs> stop shouting and... You know, sometimes we just worry too much and stop ourselves yeah. from doing things. Yeah. They had a great time. And when Billy was naughty or annoying, obviously I'd try and remove him from the people. But most of the time he just loved it. So you sort of bought into that thing of don't worry, worry till worry worries you. Oh, nice mm. one. Thanks, Grandpa. So, mm. yes, we will stop torturing everyone with our amazing family holidays. But going away as a family yeah. is the best. the best. The best. And the older they get, the better it gets. I'm sure of it. We've got a nailed from a listener. Because we love it when you guys send us Nailed and Failed as well. You can do that anytime. You can email us at tgm at mamamia.com.au or you can call us on our pod phone on 028999386 and leave us your nailed or failed. This one is from Jody. 
I took my kids, who are eight and five, to our local botanical gardens today, one on a bike and the other on roller skates. Usually, this would consist of me walking or running or yelling at them not to get too far ahead or my kids riding really slowly, which really annoys them if I make them do that. But today, we went armed with a pair of walkie-talkies that their grandparents Great gave idea. them. They rode and skated off into the sunset as we chatted to each other on the walkie-talkies. I couldn't see them through the trees, but I was able to ask them where they were and make sure they were safe. They had so much fun, and I was even able to walk at my own pace and enjoy it myself. Jody, genius! Nailed it! Yeah, Jody's parents have gone, oh, we see what's going on here, we can fix this. Because kids love the walkie-talkies. Yeah, and you can buy them quite cheaply from yes. like toy shops and yeah. from Bunnings and places like that. Maybe not Bunnings. You can buy them really cheaply from toy shops and other places. You might get them from Bunnings. Yeah, maybe from Bunnings. Oh, bring, but... the cr- bring the crane down there. <laughs> I, sorry, I didn't buy that. I stole it. Sorry. <laughs> it's a genius idea, Jody, because we do get really worried if you can't see your kids in a park. Yeah. But if you've got them on walkie-talkie. Yeah, and thanks for sharing because, really, it's accessible. It's not necessarily expensive. And it will make you feel better. If you're wondering what you should listen to next, I can highly recommend an interview with my co-host here, Andrew Daddo. Mia Friedman interviewed Andrew on No Filter a while ago, and it's a great insight into being one of the notorious. Luca has written notorious here, Daddo Brothers. Andrew, are you notorious? We're a question on um, Millionaire I saw on Instagram the other Were day. you? Yeah, Cam saw it, took a photo of it. <laughs> was it like, which one of the Dado Brothers hosts no, Marvellous we... Parenting Podcast this glorious Should have been, should have been. No, it was which one is not a Dado, and there was Cameron, Lockie, Andrew, and then Puff Dado, oh. which is the rapper Dado. I haven't listened to that interview with me because I, I never listen to anything or watch anything it's really that I good. do. No, I just get worried and humiliated. Oh, no. Oh, would you say that for? Well, then you definitely have to go and listen, guys, and reassure oh. Andrew that it's a great interview because it is. Search for No Filter Andrew Daddo or follow the link in our show notes for that episode. This glorious mess is brought to you by Mamma Mia, and we will see you at home on our homepage at mamamia.com.au. Bye. See you later.